When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brand, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back for episode 89 of the Brothers Brandt podcast, a family affair. We're going to Miami. Uh, this episode is going to feature Rick taking our mom and our cousin and cousin-in-law to a couple of games down in Miami. Uh, my mother and, uh, and Rick went to, or our mom, I should say, which is her birthday yesterday so happy birthday mom big six zero well thanksgiving day baby um rick and my and our mom went to a miami dolphins game and then later on that weekend rick and our cousin lisa and Derek went to a miami heat game and we're going to talk all about that the stadiums uh the histories of the teams and you know i think it's really important especially with thanksgiving tomorrow that it's going to uh, be important to be around family and friends and, and meaningful for that. I think I broke up there, Rick, a little bit. So, No, you're fine there, Rob. Listen, I'll tell you what, Rob. This is a Thanksgiving family-themed podcast. We've done 89 of these episodes here, and it's all about getting out with people you love and enjoying the sporting experiences inside the stadiums, the atmosphere are irreplaceable and it's so easy to sit on the couch and watch the games but if you ever can get out and go with family to sporting events do it because that's what this podcast is all about we've been providing content after content after content of excellent examples and this is just the cherry on the top rob 100 uh it's it's going to sporting events doing what you love with people that you love that's how we started our epic sports road trips back in 2013, just going on an epic sports road trip. And someone that we love very much is our mother, 
Um, and she's an incredible mom and we're lucky to have her and she is amazing. And she's also, absolutely. she's also a big dolphins fan. She, uh, lived in uh, West Palm beach area for a large portion of her life. And she just loves the warm weather and she loves her fins. Absolutely. That's 100% accurate. So, uh, flashback to 2019 down in the Miami area for the holidays we decided to make it a family affair and we kicked things off on a Friday night, uh, Black Friday, actually, the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, Rob, we took our cousin Lisa and her husband, Derek, the three of us, we went to a Miami Heat's basketball game in Miami. And uh, what was kind of cool about it, Rob, was that uh, the Miami Heat, they were playing the Golden State Warriors, one of the powerhouse, you know, staples in the MBA for the past decade or so, but the Heat uh, in 2019 actually had a resurgence. They uh, had Jimmy Butler at the helm, and uh, they ended up knocking off. This was early in the season in no, late November, but they uh, dominated the Golden State Warriors. We had gotten there early, got a chance to go down on the court level. Uh, even one of the security guards working had been a part of their organization years ago when they won the uh, NBA finals and had obtained a championship ring. He allowed for us to don it, put it on. Uh, we got the pins and the certifications for Derek and Lisa because it was their first heat game. So uh, it was kind of funny. Uh, and, we Santi, and Santi, our, uh, you know, I guess, uh, I don't know if you'd call a great, great uh, uh, cousin. I, I don't know. It wouldn't be like a nephew, would it? I don't, it's I don't their child. It's their son. And uh, he's like, uh, he's like a nephew. I think of him as a nephew. And so we made it a family fair weekend with sporting events. Uh, I'm proud to say we took him to a Dolphins game, uh, a Miami Marlins game. So um we're getting him involved with all the sporting events and uh he'll be a big sports fan when he gets older but uh yeah Rob it was awesome it was so fun to go to the game with our cousin and just uh cheer on the heat down in uh South Beach what do you think of the attendance how was the attendance for the game oh it was very good now this was a few months before the coronavirus pandemic shut down the global sports world so um yeah attendance was great people around the holidays always looking for a reason to get out. And um, yeah, I think it was just really well attended. Like, like I said, the Warriors were in town. So you had Steph Curry, Draymond Green and Clay Thompson, a bunch of these guys. So um, the stars were out in Miami and we were having a good time and the Heat ended up winning. So what's better than the uh, W for the home fans? Always great when the, uh, when the home teams walk away happy. Uh, wow. Uh, rematch uh, for the uh, for the Warriors and the Heat right there. You know, they went back and forth with a couple of championships with LeBron when he was there. Oh, yeah. No, that was really cool. And just to think how amazing when LeBron was in town in Miami, uh, what that city was experiencing. That must have been something special for everybody down in South Florida. We uh, piggybacked this, though, Rob, because the fun wasn't over on Friday night. Sunday, your Philadelphia Eagles came to town to take on the Miami Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium. And uh, Cindy, our mom, is a huge Dolphins fan, as you alluded to earlier. So we got dawned up in our Dolphins swag, got over to the stadium early for one o'clock kickoff. And Rob, this Dolphins game, it ended up being one of the coolest games. But before I get into it, 
we ran into our buddy, the godfather of tickets, Mr. Ram Silverman. Yeah, did again. It, hold on, hold on. Explain how that happened. Didn't like he post a picture on Instagram or Facebook and you were like, I'm at the game and you saw the picture and you're like, he's right by me. <laughs> That's exactly right. So Ram, our dear friend, uh, he Super Bowl is a big deal for him. And the Miami Hard Rock Stadium was hosting the Super Bowl in February that year, again, like a month before the pandemic really set in, that was the uh, 49ers and Chiefs Super Bowl in Miami. And uh, so about two months in advance, he came there to scout out the area, the stadium, do a different, different types of things he had to get set up. And you're absolutely right. We were at the game, Rob, and I saw he had posted a picture that was almost from the exact angle in which I was sitting and watching the game with our mom. And this was like before a kickoff. And I was like, no way. So I called Ram and lo and behold, he's sitting like 20 rows behind us up in like one of the suite levels. And uh, we waved, he came out at halftime and it was the first time the Godfather and Cindy met, but uh, it was just so cool. What a hilarious coincidence. You and gotta, Rob, you gotta love the internet. You got to love the internet. Cindy and I, we had nosebleed seats, the cheapest seats you could possibly buy online. But we got there early. We sat first row. It was like before the fans were really filing in and the players were out on the field. We just sat down low and watched warm-ups and nobody at any point came by and asked to move or anything. The lower level filled up great, but for whatever reason, the people who had these seats, they never came. So we ended up sitting first row behind the end zone watching this epic 37 to 31 game against the Eagles. Look, I, I let's get into the game a little bit because that was a wild game. But to your point and to all of our listeners out there, you know, never buy your buy cheap tickets and then just move around the stadium uh, you know, be harmless with it. You know, if someone tells you to move, move, don't make a big deal of it. Right. Uh, you know, dress the part. You guys look like dolphins fans get there early. And I think, uh, that's amazing. That's so cool. And it's always going to happen because people get sick. People choose not to come. People want to stay home. They can't sell their tickets. They're out of town. Uh, there's always going to be empty seats at stadiums. And here's what I'll say is that uh, Hard Rock Stadium is an awesome venue, Rob. They, first off, have been in that stadium for decades, decades and decades. They've hosted many events, Super Bowls, of course, but they went through renovations a few years back and it cost almost as much as it would cost to build a brand new stadium. But they made these renovations that keep all of the fans covered because it gets super hot down in Miami, especially during like August and September, even in October, it can be pretty warm. So what they wanted to do was cover the fans. And then also too, occasionally rain showers pop up down in South Florida out of nowhere. Oh, of course. So yeah. they kept the field uncovered essentially, but the fans are all covered, which was pretty cool. And um, I remember that just the fan engagement was stellar. There were so many fun things in between TV timeouts and commercials and quarters. They were keeping everybody laughing, having a good time. There were these huge inflatable people, Rob, that were bouncing around. I can't, it's hard to describe, but they were just running around on the field, dressed up like football players in these huge inflatable suits, almost like how you and I back in Oregon were running around in these 
you know, uh, what was those, the hamster balls bouncing off of each other? Yeah, the hamster ball competition. That goes down as like the funniest, one of the funniest things we've ever done. <laughs> totally, totally. So picture uh, basically witnessing the hamster ball contest, but knowing you were at one point a part of it made it even hilarious, just more so to, to watch after the fact. Yeah. Yeah, and Hard Rock, and, um, Hard Rock Stadium is a great stadium. Obviously, hosting hosted a Super Bowl, going to continue to host Super Bowls, uh, and I think that was the goal with the renovation. They spent a lot of money, but they know that they're going to be hosting Super Bowls for years and years and years to come. Uh, awesome stadium. Yeah, and then this game, Rob, was wild because your Eagles came to town, and they were actually having a pretty good season. Dolphins, not so much, but. It was December 1st, towards the end of the season, and they just balled out. They gave it their all. They left it all out of the field. They pulled out a bunch of trick plays. One of my favorite plays of all time that I've ever seen in person was when the Dolphins, late in the game, were attempting a um, field goal, short field goal, and the placeholder who uh, was about to hold the long snap for the kicker actually caught the ball and made sure his knee wasn't really like on the ground. So anybody could touch him. And he caught the ball from the long snap and then threw the ball to the tight end in a really epic play. It wasn't like a rollout play. It was a pretty sick design play. And uh, the dolphins scored on it. They were just leaving it all out on the field and they ended up upsetting the Eagles who were having a great season that year. Yeah. That was amazing. I remember watching that and just being like, Rick's there and mom's there and mom doesn't go to too many sporting events. It's, it's hard to get her out sometimes. So kudos to you for, you know, making sure she got out to the game and enjoyed it. And I remember a couple of those trick plays. I was like, wow, it must've been so cool to be there for that, to be in the atmosphere. And uh, this- oh, it, was, it was shocking. <laughs> and, and, and what an amazing, amazing memory. Uh, to share with like our mom for the rest of your rest of our lives and uh, your life and you're doing it again this this weekend or not even this weekend you're doing it again tomorrow this is our thanksgiving episode uh so thanksgiving is tomorrow and you're going you're in dallas right now with morgan and and you're going to take mom to the dallas cowboys las vegas raiders game at jerry's world tomorrow how do you feel about that Oh, we're stoked, Rob. We took a tour of the stadium a few days ago over the weekend. So we know the ins and outs, the nooks and the crannies. And we're taking our moms to the games for Thanksgiving. Going to do a little tailgating Thanksgiving style, turkey, you name it. And uh, it's going to be fantastic. We're looking forward to it. And there's a lot of great games taking place this weekend, not just in college football, but in the NFL. And I'm sure we'll be able to one day report back on how epic of a uh, memory this will be. But it's all about going to live sporting events with the people that you love, Rob. And uh, we're making those memories here down in Dallas. Super excited to hear about that and and watch that game tomorrow while I'm enjoying Turkey. Probably going to be passed out at halftime. So (laughs) (laughs) If if you see people sleeping in the stands, you'll know they had a little too much turkey in the tailgate. Get get that to get that smoked turkey leg, Rick. You send over the uh, the the menu for tomorrow. Yeah, you have a full course menu. You're going to be at the stadium at twelve o'clock. You got the setup. I think you said you have napkins, plates, Thanksgiving themed. I think you have a candle. I think you have a pumpkin. I think you got the turkey, all that stuff. It sounds like it's going to be an absolute blast. Super excited for this tradition, unlike any other. Um, see what I did there? 
Now, I saw what you did there. Let's get to any given Saturday, but this is going to be a Thanksgiving weekend theme because we got an excellent game on Thanksgiving night. We've got an excellent game on Friday and then two diaper dandies on Saturday, as the Dick Vital would say, who was back in the stands last night calling his first game after the cancer recovery. Shout out to Dick Vital, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, Dickie V, baby. Dickie V. All, All right. right, so let's get into it, Rob. Tell us about what makes this weekend so epic in college football. Yeah, this weekend in college football is such a special weekend because uh, it's it's essentially rival rivalry weekend, and uh, every team is facing off against uh, their rival. And what's really unique about this weekend, and even starting uh, tomorrow and on Friday and Saturday, is a team could be having the worst year, a terrible year or a great year, but it really just comes down to beating their rival at the end of the year and playing for a prideful trophy that gets uh, put in uh, the winner's trophy case for an entire year. And there's a lot of amazing games that are coming this weekend. We have the egg bowl, which is Ole Miss versus Mississippi state. Uh, which is going to be going on uh, this uh, on tomorrow. Uh, and then we also have the Iron Bowl, like a classic, a classic game against Alabama and Auburn. Uh, we have Paul Bunyan's Axe, which is going to be Wisconsin and Minnesota this weekend. Uh, we have the Platypus Trophy. Uh, Oregon State is playing Oregon in, in, in what's called the Civil War, and they're playing for a Platypus Trophy. It's a combination of a beaver and a duck, and it gets put in one of their trophy cases for an entire year. Uh, there's the Apple Bowl, which is up in uh, Washington, Washington versus Washington State. And it's just so many great things to look out for. So despite one's record, don't read too much into the, you know, losing record versus the winning record. Records are thrown out the door, and it's a backyard brawl for a lot of these games and a lot of upsets could happen this week. Dude, Rob, there's going to be so many upsets. This is like, we've been watching so much craziness this season, but this week alone could be more extravagant with the upsets than we've seen all season long. Rob, we had a, there's so much to watch for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Let's get into it. Tell us about your thoughts of throwing Old Miss on the road. Yeah, so I uh, am excited about this game. Uh, it's uh, it's called the Egg Bowl, uh, and I'm just going to read off a little reason why it's called the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss versus Mississippi State. The Golden Egg was first introduced to this rivalry in 1927 to Ole Miss when Ole Miss broke a 13-game losing streak in the series by winning the 1926 game. The Rebel fans stormed the field in hopes of taking down the goalpost, according to Ole Miss. This led to fans of then Mississippi A&M getting upset and a brawl breaking out with chairs being thrown on the, on the field. A huge brawl broke out in Mississippi over Ole Miss versus Mississippi State. Uh, for the 1927 game the following year, the students of the schools agreed that there should be a trophy presentation for the winner to avoid having another fight break out after the game. And what the trophy was designed to be a regulation size gold plated football 
uh, and it's called the golden egg and hence the golden egg was born. So in between all of the uh, football games with the lions and the bears and the saints playing later on at night and also the, uh, the Cowboys playing at four 30, there's going to be a college football golden egg game between Mississippi state and Ole Miss taken at seven 30 tomorrow night. So be on the lookout for that game. I'm going hotty toddy. Ole Miss all the way in this game. Rick, who do you have winning this? Listen, Lane Kiffin has done one heck of a job with the Ole Miss fighting Rebels this season. However, because it's rivalry week, because it's Thanksgiving night, and I think that atmosphere is going to be insane in Starkville, Mississippi State, I'm going Mississippi State in the upset, knocking off ninth-ranked Ole Miss at home. Well, Rick, it's, I totally understand where you're coming from, but they're actually favored. Vegas has them to win by a point and a half. So it's erased the, the unranked and the, and the records and, and the ninth ranked in the country because Mississippi State is the favorite in this game. Well, Rob, I got a good one for you on Friday when the Bearcats of Cincinnati, who are fourth ranked, go to ECU to take on the Pirates, who are having a pretty darn good season themselves is there any chance that you think this storybook ending comes up a little bit short here for the Bearcats and gets halted on Black Friday I just got chills with you talking about this game and it is a Cinderella story I in my heart want to say Cincinnati and in my brain I'm going Cincinnati Nothing is stopping these Bearcats from getting into the college football playoffs. And I'm so happy that they jumped up into the fourth spot. And I really hope that they continue to win right now. And then if they play in Conference USA's championship, they win that. Um, I hope they keep winning and I hope they secure that fourth spot because it's just going to do so much for non-power conferences with understanding that hey there's a hope if you go undefeated you're in the playoff picture totally everything that you said i agree i think that cincinnati is doing more for them not just themselves but for all of college football by continuing to win i love the pirates of ecu i love that stadium the field rob they have the best logo at midfield it spans like almost the entire field actually they get and, real aggressive with it. <laughs> I would think that it's going to be a good matchup. I would think that it's going to be a good atmosphere. It could be tight early, but, but I too think that the Bearcats continue to roll into that conference championship next week, where I believe they'll be playing Houston, who's also a very formidable opponent, uh, one to watch out for for next week. But that's Friday. And Rob, there's two epic games on Saturday. Let's get right into it. Michigan, Ohio State, Saturday, noon kickoff in Ann Arbor, the big house. What do you got on this one? Ugh, man, we did that episode on the big house, Rick, and I'm getting chills just thinking about it. That was Ohio State versus Michigan. You were there about a decade ago. You're probably getting chills watching it this weekend, just knowing what the atmosphere is like in Ann Arbor. And it's going to be an absolute electric factory. It's going to be a zoo madness. People tailgating, people there the night before. It is 
this is huge implications. And I got to say, after seeing Ohio State just demolish Michigan State, I think Ohio State's going to win this one by a touchdown or two. I don't think it's going to be that close. I want, I'm a big upset fan, but I think OSU and the Buckeyes are, are holding on tight to this playoff picture. They sure did look good last week against Michigan State, the boys in green. That was in the horseshoe. This is in the big house. And I believe that the atmosphere, all of the talk with Harbaugh struggling against Ohio State and top 10 teams, I think that could all be a factor in why the Wolverines come up a bit short. But I like their quarterback, McNamara, very much. I think we'll see a lot of trick plays. I think we'll see a lot of uh, ground game, running the ball, chewing up the clock, trying to keep Ohio State's offense off the field. And Rob, I think the chaos continues because the Wolverines are going to beat the Buckeyes in Ann Arbor for the first time in decades. Watch out for it, Rob. That's going to be one way to start off your Saturday. Man, that's going to jumble up the playoff picture if Michigan beats Ohio State. God bless these uh, analysts and uh, writers and, and whoever's deciding the playoff picture because that's just going to throw a wrench in the entire system. Um, I'm hoping Ohio State wins because I want the Bearcats to be in. And if Ohio State wins, that locks the Bearcats into the fourth spot right there. Um, all right. So I got it's I got, true. I, Michigan. Look, I was just going to say, bless you, bless you. Thank you. If Michigan wins, it's going to throw everything for a wrench, and I'm all for that. So uh, I would love to see that happen as well. Uh, you're going Ohio State. I'm going to go Michigan. Let's see how this bad boy plays out Saturday afternoon. I'm making everybody crazy, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm equally excited, Rob, for a game on Saturday night where – 10th-ranked Oklahoma goes to 7th-ranked Oklahoma State. That is already an intense rivalry on its own. But you put in a top-10 matchup here before they even get to any sort of conference championship or bowl game. This one's going to be epic. What do you think of this one in Oklahoma? Well, this one is uh, it's called Bedlam. They call it Bedlam. So it's – uh. It's the in-state rivalry. Again, throw the rankings out. 10 and 7 doesn't mean a damn thing. Records don't mean a damn thing. This is playoff implications for both teams. Uh, they need help. They need help in other aspects of college football. But if they win this game and then they win in the Big 12, that's going to throw a Big 12 championship. That's going to throw another wrench into the entire system. Uh, but I really, really, really like OSU, Rick. I really like them a lot. I like Sanders, their quarterback. I like Pokem. I like all of it, man. So I am going Cowboys on this one all day, every day. Cowboys are going to win this game. Who do you think is going to win this game, Rick? Well, the Sooners, for some reason, Rob, you know, they were hanging out around the top of the country with their rankings, but they just weren't really impressive. And then all of a sudden they, they end up losing a, a week or two ago and uh, kind of really shocked themselves in the foot with any type of playoff chances there. And I don't think they're that good, actually. But this is a rivalry game. 
and I think it'll be tight for a little while, but I do think Oklahoma State is actually the better team. Maybe the younger brother, the little brother here, uh, actually comes and, and, and defeats the uh, powerhouse Sooners that everybody's known in the country for a long time. Uh, Oklahoma State has had flashes over, over their time in, in the college football relevancy, but I think, Rob, this one catapults them into the top five and like you said, if they could win just a week later in the conference championship game, puts them in a position to be in the college football playoff final four when the rankings come out on December 5th. What I thought was interesting, I was reading an article this week, and they did one of those blind resumes where they put the wins and the losses and the stats all up against each other. And they say, out of these teams, who do you think's better? Which one do you think should be ranked higher, et cetera. Rob, Oklahoma State and Ohio State have virtually the exact same everything. And Ohio State's the one that's getting a lot of love. I think Oklahoma State has these two next big weeks in front of them. And if they pull off the Ws, we'll see them in the college football playoff. Madness could happen this weekend. A lot to take in, lot to watch for. A lot of fandom. You know, there's one other game I want to highlight just quickly because I'd be remiss if we didn't. It's called the Iron Bowl, and it's Auburn versus Alabama, okay? So Alabama, number three in the nation, Auburn unranked, okay? They're going to play in a bowl game, but this game is really about Alabama staying strong. If they lose this one, they're, they could be out of the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Uh, and, and that could be madness as well. And the only reason why I bring this up is because this game, it's called the iron bowl. And a little backstory on this is the game used to be played in Birmingham, Alabama and Birmingham, Alabama was very known for being a pillar in the steel industry. So that's where it got the name, the iron bowl. Since then it's not played in Birmingham. It's played at their respective stadiums. And this bowl game is at Auburn. And Auburn is a very daunting place to play. And there's been magic in the air in Auburn Stadium against Alabama. Uh, Rick, I mean, you could just pretty much every college, uh, you know, big game, they show the Alabama kick field goal, the missed field goal that came up short. And Auburn returns it for a touchdown. And Gus Malzahn upsets Alabama in the Auburn-Alabama Iron Bowl. And I just got chills thinking about that. I'm not saying Auburn's going to win. I think Alabama will win. Uh, they're, they're the better team. But be on alert for the Auburn Tigers. Well, the kick six that you referenced that happened close to a decade ago was wild in that tradition and that rivalry. One of the best moments in college football. I, too, believe Alabama continues to roll into the SEC championship game next week when they take on the Georgia Bulldogs, which should be a quite a showdown that you and I will talk about next week's podcast. But for all you listeners out there, have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Enjoy all of these amazing games this weekend in all these different sports. And uh, we'll catch you guys soon. I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt. Thanks so much for listening.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.